1: seem to be good
0: okay all right here we go welcome everybody this brand new episode of the top 10 i am john roca
1: and i am matt nost and that reaction that you're seeing from us is because we (laughs) hit the buttons to start this and started recording and then it said uh hey did you guys want to start uh pretty sure we already hit the button but okay so here we are again you guys missed an amazing i mean four minutes of discussion
0: (laughs) at least yeah (laughs) Uh,
1: it was incredible
0: life-changing absolutely changing
1: uh, but yeah well we're here to do uh tv m- movies that would make better tv shows thanks to our patron matt hasso he sent in the topic and yeah. we both agreed it was a fun one so that's what we are sitting down here uh today to do so uh, how see, are you
0: did you see what that son of a bitch tweeted after we put out uh, the announcement last week about the show he's like uh, does the uh, head of security get um benefits or get a severance listen pal listen pal don't make our ending the show about you, for God's sakes. You'll get your check in the mail when it's all done, Hasso. So we're doing your list today. Be happy with that, for God's sakes. Um,
1: yeah, but that check in the mail, we're also filing for Chapter 11. And we're restructuring the <laughs> corporate organization, so I'm not sure where the money is right now. So just be on the lookout.
0: Yeah, uh, it'll be. The check's in the mail, Matthew. The check's in the mail. Um, no, I'm doing good, doing good. Just kind of, uh, we're at the tail end of the week here, uh, looking, looking at the weekend and looking at some relaxing moments, uh, but also kind of getting amped up as we were talking about, I guess we'll repeat the conversation, getting amped up for Sunday because it's going to be a fun day. I'm going to do watch alongs of both of those games on my uh, game time YouTube channel and have some fun. Just, it's going to be so much fun to enjoy both championship games. It's been a while since I've been looking forward to both. Um, and I have no idea who's going to win. And it can go so many different ways. Will the Bengals' cockiness cost them against the ever-chill Patrick Mahomes? Will the injury come into play? Um, they lost last year to the Chiefs or to the Bengals. So will they be doubly motivated to beat the Bengals or does do the Bengals own them mentally? A lot of questions. And on the other side, The Brock Purdy situation, will that continue? I feel like Mm -hmm. Dallas figured out the right defense to play against Brock Purdy. And if it wasn't for that George Kittle circus cat catch and Troy and Tony Pollard going out early in the game could have been a different result. So there's possibilities here with Philadelphia. I think a better team than Dallas to win the game against the 49ers and kind of expose Brock Purdy. So a lot of things or that 49ers defense could swallow up that Eagles offense. And uh, make them doubt themselves.
1: So, I mean, we shall see. Yeah, but I never believed for one second Dallas was winning that game. <laughs> it's been 25 years of, Man. yeah, Dallas, they may make the playoffs, but mm, it's Dallas. Yeah. They're going to screw this up somehow. Uh, hell of a catch, though, by Kittle.
0: Good God, it. dude. That's some out of a playground,
1: map Ducking a <laughs> nanosecond before the defender comes in. It just looked like he's about to get his bell rung and slips it. Uh, Yeah, great play. As uh, we previously discussed, I'm more looking forward to the AFC because I think that's going to determine who's going to win it all. Even though all four teams have a legit shot, they're all four good teams. I just have more questions about the NFC teams than I do the AFC.
0: It's almost a shame that we don't get to see them play in the Super Bowl. And I I, I know would take away the allure but maybe we've all grown up, you know, and moved past the idea of, and I kind of want to see this with all sports, to be honest with you. Evolution is important. And to me, I'm like at this place now where if you make the playoffs, I think the whole, you should be completely re-ranked. And then we go to a championship because then you get really the best teams playing the best teams all around, all the way to the end. And I think it's a more fair approach to things than what we have now where okay you're going to play by the best in your conference you play the best in your conference because it'd be different like in the old days in baseball where the national league only played national league teams the american league only played american league teams so when you got to the world series it was the first time both of these teams were meeting each other mm-hmm. and both both times any team from either one of the leagues was or uh, yeah leagues was meeting each other we haven't never had that i don't think in football and we've never had it in in, in, in the NBA. So since the merger so to me i'm like let's just do away with all that shit once and for all re-rank as soon as everybody qualifies for the playoffs re-rank the playoffs and let people play because then i mean i would love to have seen the chiefs versus the fucking bengals in the super bowl that would have been awesome you know so
1: yeah God. that's just i i would love it too but that's never going to happen yeah, no, a years just like uh the nba um uh Writers and whatnot keep pushing the idea of the higher seed gets to choose their opponent. What? Yeah. So one gets first choice. Two gets second choice. That's ridiculous. <laughs> it's great though. Cause now you have all these storylines of like, Oh, you want a piece of this? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Everybody gets to do that. There's, we've got six series <laughs> of the underdog teams, three on each side. Uh. man oh you think you can fucking beat us <laughs> um what'd you say mama mama let's yeah. go yeah yeah <laughs> uh i i it sounds great on paper it's never gonna happen no, no 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 just the like the idea of if your team is below a certain threshold you don't make it and they elevate somebody else just yeah. like look if you win your division you're making it in in the nfl at least yeah, yeah. Even if you don't deserve it in the slightest, looking at you Bucks. Uh but you know, they they've made some changes. I don't know that they're gonna make any more. So well, I
0: mean, I, ne- I never thought I'd see, in essence, a play-in tournament with the NBA, and they made that happen. I was real I remember when Simmons proposed that years ago, and I was like, no way, no way they would ever do that. And then they did it. Or the college football you know the idea of having a playoff what and now it's going to be like 64 32 teams or something so to me it's like this is evolution i think eventually maybe maybe just before both of us shovel off of our mortal coils man it will the nfl will make those changes the nba might make those changes cuz i think the fans are going to get more out of it and i think more people will be talking about it more because it's um it's just a lot more fun to consider that everybody gets re-ranked and thrown into the mix to see what can happen. So,
1: yeah. yeah, we'll see. Maybe, maybe. Uh, you know, I like change. Yeah. So long as it's not just something for the sake of change, but yeah, why not mix it up, do something different? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Wait.
0: Listen, you called it last episode. Hachimura has gone, man. He is now a Laker, dude. You called it last time we talked.
1: Well, it's just that was the rumor floating around <sighs> that Hachimura was. Hey, dude, you got Kendrick Nunn in three seconds for a number nine overall pick. So score. The sad thing is that was the best deal on the market.
0: <laughs> that is sad. That yep. is fucking sad. I, I thought three second rounders too, man. I was like, oh great, next year we can lock up, load up, and see. no, those are fucking 2028. seven, twenty twenty eight. I'm like, what is the point? What is the goddamn point?
1: To so. make trades like this, that's the point. <sighs> man. Occasionally get somebody like Jokic or Draymond Green, pie in the sky ship, but it's mainly just to make trades, to pad trades. Uh, I will throw yeah. in x number of seconds. Yeah, yeah, just
0: so frustrating, man. I just like oh, right, and then you
1: guys are conning yourselves into we'll be able to resign Kuzma. Maybe you will but then I would imagine he's going to want out. Yeah. Like he's going to do the superstar route even though he's not a superstar, but No, no, no. sign the max deal and then become disgruntled 18 months later. Yeah. Uh but we, yeah, that's you're going to offer him as much money as you possibly can more than likely.
0: Yeah. Which is the another Bradley Beal situation, you know, and we're back in the same fucking boat. And right now we just got above you guys we're, we're changing spots. Yeah, I mean, we us, yeah, yeah. we're release. both crap. It's like yeah,
1: it's so frustrating to watch the Bulls. It is so frustrating because we look great some nights and other nights, just like who is this team? <laughs> what is this team? It's
0: disconcerting. Yeah, I don't know how we're on a four-game winning streak. I gotta be honest with you. With the Mavericks having beat the Mavericks and the Knicks, I'm just shocked. I'm shocked. So. Whatever, man. It's it's. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe maybe getting rid of Hachimura opens things up for Kuzma even more.
1: Kuzma already took are taken his minutes. Yeah. yeah so that's true. And Hachimura's looks great one night, looks mediocre the next two. Yeah, yeah. Now will that maintain with the Lakers? Who knows? Let's see what kind of lineups they throw out there. Yeah. Um, if they're going to keep AD. going off the bench. No, at the 5, although he twisted his ankle again last night. Ugh. I haven't seen an injury report, but who knows. Yeah. Mr. Glass continues. That is a legit. First time I saw that I was like that's perfect. That dude is unfortunately, yeah, just so prone to injury.
0: Zion is next. Zion is as well. Zion is literally a just a like it's like Greg Oden 2.0 almost. it's just like he keeps breaking down every fucking season, man. It's ridiculous.
1: Well, the human body is not meant to do yeah. what he does.
0: Yeah. At his size. Yeah. Right? At his size. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: For for th- those listening and watching, um Zion is a basically a defensive end. Yeah. They can touch the top of the backboard. Like he can and he's agile. He can it is so amazing to watch. There's a play of him in college where he's running and he goes to plant his foot. And because he has so much momentum and force, he tears his shoe in half. Yeah. The rubber grips to the court and he has so much inertia pushing against the outsole that the leather rips apart. I've never fucking seen anything (laughs) remotely like that before. That's the size of this man. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Not even Shaq's ever done that
1: before, and
0: Shaq, no. you would argue, was when in his prime was scary as hell when he got going, man. So
1: <laughs> yeah, just Ly- Zion is is quicker and faster and more yes. agile. Yeah. At he's shorter, but I wouldn't be surprised if he's only like within twenty or thirty pounds of where Shaq was, given Shaq's you know advantage in the height.
0: Do you think we always had people like this, but that the game changed to allow people like this to become? players or do you think we're or do you think human beings are evolving to be these kinds of players do you know what i'm saying Like it's like were these kinds of players available but the game didn't want centers that could do the things that zion does oh and the, so the game changed so the idea of having a center like zion now becomes more attractive and guys that size now know they've got a place because maybe guys that size in the past were like i don't want to just sit in the center I want to sit out on the wing and hit threes and I I can do all these things. Now that the game has become more accessible to centers who can do things like that. Do you think now people are getting into basketball who wouldn't have gotten into basketball at younger ages because they didn't want to play just standing there like a tree in the middle of the fucking key?
1: Uh, Yeah. I don't know because Hmm. if there was a pathway to get into the league for being a tree, and there was minutes and contracts, then guys would still continue to do that. But the right. game has changed to where you need to be mobile and be able to shoot and all that stuff. I just don't know how many iterations of someone like Zion has mm. come up through the ranks because mm. he's yeah. an, an anomaly. Yeah. Um, whereas like all these skinny, big fours and fives, I'm sure they existed, but they couldn't bang with the bigs in the eighties. Right. Right. So they're not going to get a chance because you can't, you're not going to be able to stand up to, you know, the hammering that you're going to get. Yeah. That's my guess. I I don't know. But the skill set of everybody is through the roof these days compared to where it was. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, That's crazy
0: to watch. Yeah, yeah, it is.
1: It is. I mean, the stats overall this year, especially scoring, are just so ridiculously inflated. But it's also a testament to, on some some level, how good these guys have become. Now, rule changes and whatnot favor the offense more dramatically. Oh, sure sure but it's what the nba wants let's score points people like points they like high scores they do it's the same with the nfl i want to see touchdowns yeah oh yeah yeah i don't want to see a nine to three game that shit sucks unless it's my team and they scored nine points (laughs) yeah which is very possible being a bears fan
0: yeah that's what kind of got to me when i was watching the game last week between the um 49ers and the Cowboys I was like this is just this is not even a defensive battle this felt more like just non-ingenuity on offense and it was frustrating to watch until things started opening up near the end of the game but like it was just suck like it wasn't I love those defensive battles in the NFL those are awesome this didn't quite feel like that it felt like a Mr. Irrelevant being unable to unlock this defense and then on the other side a guy who's used to underperforming at big moments, underperforming yet again in big moments. So it just didn't, it didn't quite feel like you would like to see with a defensive battle. So yeah, those games can get super fucking boring, man.
1: Yeah. If you don't have a dog in the fight, just, yeah, like, uh, I'm watching this cause it's key football, but yeah. Yeah. Not the most exciting thing in the world.
0: Dude. Sacramento's in third place in the West. Yes, what is they are. Happening? What is happening?
1: They have a good shot of maintaining that third place as well. <laughs> what is it? Do they finally figure this stupid shit out? For this year. You got to say, though, uh, as much as everybody harangued them for the Halliburton Sabonis trade, oh, right. that it worked out very well for both teams. Good point. Yes. Uh, yeah, I didn't like it at the time because I was like, you could have gotten more for Halliburton. Yeah. Not to say the Sabonis is a bad player, but I was like, ah. yeah. He's been an all star in the East. When there hasn't been much competition at that position, just like the West this year, uh, the front court position, because Mm -hmm. of injuries, it's going to be slim unless we we are. Well, Zion's now going to be a starter. So yeah. Yeah. Missing 40 something percent of the season so far, (sighs) but it's the all-star game. People want to see stars. It's not about, it's not like it's all NBA. So who cares? Yeah, it's true. Yeah. People up in arms. My guy didn't start. Be like, this is a popularity contest. That makes up a big chunk of the vote. You know what I mean? Yes. How many Lakers were in the top of the voting? A lot. Yeah. Yeah. Utterly ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking Austin Reeves got a lot of votes according to the fans. Like, that's, he's a fun player, but all star? uh, No. At least it's not 100% fan anymore. That's good. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I watched the Sixers Nets game the other night. I watched some of that. Boy, there's a lot of emotion on that fucking court, man. I was just like, this is, this is playoff level electricity. I loved it for what it was. Um, but this Claxton kid, whew, dude, yeah, he's good, dude. I miss. I should have played fantasy this year, so I could get dialed back into the NBA fully because I love discovering those guys like early on in the rounds of drafting or in the first few weeks, and you're like, oh wow, maintaining that consistent. Mm-hmm. You're like, fuck it, I'll pick him up on a flyer. Let's see what happens, you know, and then boom, blows up.
1: Yeah, he's got a shot to making an all-defensive team. And uh, yeah. hypothetically, if there's injuries, he could make the, all, uh, the all-star the all game. Yeah, There's an outside chance. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. When, when Durant comes be good. Back. But that game is kind of bogus considering there's no Durant. Right, it's not, exactly. It's not a real matchup for the two teams. Still was tight, though. Still was tight all the way to yeah, the Yeah, exactly. Yards. So, but. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm not watching many Sixers games this year. I've watched. I've already watched like four, and I can't.
0: <laughs> I don't buy Philly at all, man. I don't, it's I don't just
1: watch. listen. Yeah. Watching Embiid and Harden just get foul after foul and be like that shit dries up in the playoffs. Let's yep. see you do it when it matters. Right. You're gonna lose. You know, between the two of them, they're probably averaging about 20 free throws a night. That's insane, dude. Yeah, on certain nights, it's 30 to 34. <sighs> Jesus Christ. Exactly. And just like, that's not sustainable in the playoffs. No.
0: And And I don't know why you'd create a game or create the pattern that is not going to be able to be held up in the playoffs just to get the W's to put you in a position for a chance that you could get to the finals. It doesn't make sense to me. Play the game so that you know how it's going to be played in the playoffs. So you're well conditioned for that by the time you get there. So it doesn't make sense to me. That's why Harden fails every fucking year like you said matt i don't hate hardens game the way you do but your logic holds up in the playoffs because he doesn't get the calls they are tighter with the whistles and yeah. they are not going to give you the things you got away with in regular season yeah no matter how much you throw your hands up and look at the refs because exactly. the playoffs are a completely different animal
1: your 14 free throws a night shrink down to six or seven yeah unless you're jimmy butler and just recklessly throwing your body into the lane and still getting buckets but trying to draw a foul yeah, And Butler does the the smart thing. I can't remember who it was, but it was a last second shot. Made It might have been Boston. It was two weeks ago. Mm. And the last two-minute report came out and said he was fouled on the final shot. But after oh, yeah. the game, when he was asked about it, he said, I should have made the shot. <laughs> Not, I should have gotten the call. Right. That should have been free throws. So then the reps hear that, and they're like, okay, yeah. It's the same thing with uh, Shea Gilgis. Oh, yeah, yeah. Fucking phenomenal. But he had a quote beginning of the year where – the, the reporters were asking him, like, do you think you should have more calls? And what about that missed call late? And he's like, the refs are people, humans. We all make mistakes. It's fine. You move on and you play the next game. Yeah. If I, they reward him with extra free throws. I'm not even joking. <laughs> you can go and look. He got extra free throws the next few games. Cause he didn't drag them. They're, they're fucking human beings, but yeah. smart. You act it's like class. Things. It is smart. Mm-hmm. And it's true. They're human. They miss shit. It's unfortunate. There's 82 games. Go play the next one. Yeah. I also think, dude, athletes are evolving in ways so
0: quickly, man. It's a miracle that you can catch anything. You know, when I'm watching the Premier League and these guys are calling the offsides or not calling the offsides, it is mind-blowing how incredible they are up to the the blade of grass that they can determine if a person is offside or not. And I don't mean the VAR, because that's the easy way. I mean, like the people on the field. The linesmen who are literally watching, or lineswomen who are literally watching to see if they're ahead by an elbow or by a head or by whatever. It's just mind blowing to yeah. see that there are people who can monitor that because athletes are evolving in such in- incredible ways over the last few years, man. So, yeah. So, yeah. yeah Give, but it, the a fact that, Give the
1: refs a break. Yeah. The fact that the refs get the majority of calls right yeah. is really impressive. It's
0: it a is. Its it is. Yeah.
1: Like, when you're watching tennis, and they call a ball that's in, and then they have to go to replay, and it just, like, nicks the line. Yeah. And like, that's fucking in. That is that is in, according to the rules. Great call.
0: How the fuck do you see that with a ball? Yeah.
1: Going that fast. It's like 100 yeah. miles an hour. Yeah. In the world, you saw that? I am not sure. Uh, But, yeah, there are times where it's egregious, or you just call that on that one end. Why aren't we calling it on the other type of situation? Yeah. 100%. Um, yeah, that does come into to play. But listen, they're people. They're human beings. They make mistakes. Exactly.
0: Um all right. Well, what do you want to do? Do you want to jump into this thing? What are you what are you feeling right
1: now? Yeah, let's jump into it. Uh I t- thanks to everybody that's uh, joined us in the chat so-, yes. so far. Thank you. Uh Charles Clark, Michael Dyke, Sean Monk, Drew Inns, Kristen Smith, Oh. Uh, what? Josh Sachs.
0: Wow. Kristen put her baby down to hang out with us. That's a, that's a, that's a rarity, man.
1: I love that. Uh, that is. Uh, and she's talking shit about us talking sports. What? So. <sighs>
0: Kristen, we got like five shows left. How about you turn the talking shit down a little bit <laughs> and just enjoy the ride for fuck's sake. Um, all right. So as Matt said, top 10 movies that would have been better off as TV shows brought to you by our patron, Matthew Hassel. Um, So we're going to break it down. Uh, Matt, do you want to tell them how the show works? I think they already know. Should we just go forward?
1: Um, I do a bunch. He does a bunch. And then we combine ours.
0: Seems pretty simple to me.
1: Boom. (laughs) (laughs) I stole your boom.
0: Please take it away. Take it all.
1: Go ahead. Um, So a a couple of these movies I don't think are terrible movies that need to be remade. But it is very much, I think we could have explored more and this would have made a better tv show yes okay uh but by and large it's like that that movie is mediocre think of it if you had more time to play with it that's how mm-hmm. i kind of looked at it um so at 10 yeah i've got it's a reason one of the reasons i bring it up but uh the running man the Ooh, schwarzenegger nice
0: choice the schwarzenegger show oh film right yeah
1: because you could start uh, at the beginning of, like, how we slowly evolve into having this reality-based competition where we put convicts into a situation where if they can beat all these modern-day gladiators, yeah, they get their freedom. You know, spoiler alert, they don't get it. Uh, <laughs> um, But even that, because when you watch it now, like, I-, I love the movie, but it's got a lot of cheese to it. Oh, yeah.
0: Oh, yeah, 100%.
1: Just the ridiculous costumes, the uh, the rebel force. I don't know how they're going to topple anybody when you
0: see them. Oh, yeah.
1: I mean, is it Dweezel Zappa? I think it's Dweezel Zappa. Is yes, Dweezel. Oh, my God, Dweezel. But they, uh, basically, they just slap a bunch of berets, those military, those French military or SAS berets on a bunch of people and be like, yep, yeah. those are rebels now. You're like, I'm not buying that you guys are an organized structure enough that you could take down this huge monolithic force. Yeah. So to flesh all of that out and to see the the rebellion growing against and how they like, you know, poke and prod to find the weak spots and how they discover it. Hey, we, these are these relay points for the broadcast signal. And if we can take these out, so then this huge plan develops because it, you know, it's a Schwarzenegger film from the '80s, yeah. so it moves along really quickly. Right. Um, there's not just, a lot
0: of depth to those. Films. No, sure. No.
1: Do and once again. Do I enjoy this film?
0: I I love it. Oh, I love sure. This movie. It's great cheese dog.
1: It is pure cheese. Mm. But I think just given the dystopian future, that really plays into the sweet spot of a lot of television that yeah. that goes out now. Although there's a shitload of television these days, but oh, yeah, there is man. There's too much. Yeah.
0: Um I, I I you know it, you as soon as you miss it it's like oh fuck man uh, can I can I go swing back and watch the whole thing it's crazy
1: yeah uh yeah exactly just like oh shit there's this other thing coming out um, uh check this out like shrinking yeah. starts tonight
0: yeah shrinking and poker face the Natasha Leon one which I on Peacock
1: that started last night
0: Yes I'm saying so it's like boom right on one right on top of each other all right how much can you watch It's four episodes of poker face two episodes of shrinking um, and I've got like because of I get the Apple TV screeners. I've got I think the first eight episodes of Shinking. So I'm like, should I watch them this weekend and just knock it out? I don't know. So yeah, there's
1: a lot to watch, man. Yeah, there's. But anyway, so the dystopian hmm. future stuff is one a popular genre, and I just think that this this could make a really good TV show. Yeah, I like the
0: decision, and certainly Stephen King. It's a it's a long book, so not it's not it but it certainly has a, yeah. a more to it and you could explore all of that a bit more flesh it out and certainly we're seeing with the last of us that people love the dystopian stuff still if you do it well so why not with running man you you know don't bring Schwarzenegger back you get someone else and you can tell a completely different story that's much deeper about the lies of you know of, of a government or a power a power in charge mm-hmm. of your country that um, encourages you to look at the, as you once said, look at the bright keys dangling in your face rather than sure. the terrible shit they're doing to their populace. So there's so much you could explore there that would feel topical about what's going on in our world and the abuses of power. So yeah, totally would be very interesting to see that. Plus his desperation, what would that lead to? You can you know get a different approach to the Maria Conchita Alonso character so that you, you so that when the twist happens that she turns on him. You're like, oh, shit, that's like four or five episodes in. You could be like, oh, we're six episodes in. You're like, oh, yeah. shit, you know? And so that could be real interesting drama to play out as well. So there, there's so much that you, could, uh, you can mess around with with Running Man that's a lot of fun. And you can even send up the game shows or reality game shows that we see now. So a lot of stuff to explore there for sure.
1: Yeah, it's something that we all would recognize where it was a novelty seeing like a game show like that mm. in a movie at that time. Now we'd watch it because of like slap boxing and shit that's getting airtime. We're not far.
0: We're not that far.
1: No. 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 I mean, look at
0: the squid game one that's out now. The, rea- the real life squid game competition. They're getting a lot of shit because two people have been injured pretty badly. And
1: you're but like, according to yeah. producers, nobody's been injured. And that's all fabrication. I don't know what the truth is. Right. I just like that they had to come out and be like, (laughs) I don't know if that's much of a defense, but okay. (laughs) Can I quote you on that? (laughs) Yeah. Can you guys go right ahead?
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We just started watching um, the amazing race for the first time. She loves the show. She's never seen the show in her entire life. And we picked up with the one right after, right. That got broke up in the middle because of COVID really fun show. So now Mm -hmm. she's hooked. And now she wants to go and apply. And I'm like, I don't, at our age, at our age is doing this shit. No way, but who knows? But we're going to watch it now. And some of the things they ask those people to do, you're like, what the fuck? It's kind of crazy. So,
1: yeah, I've never seen a full episode. I, mean, oh, I have yeah. seen the, the clip of the like the wa- woman getting hit in the face with the watermelon. Oh, yeah. Everyone's seen
0: that. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean,
1: yeah. Yeah. How she didn't break seven bones in her face i have no fucking idea it's
0: a miracle because that thing it is yeah
1: or, it's absolutely so yeah just broken nose broken orbital bone broken something
0: yeah but in this one they had one where they had to go to corsica and they had to eat this cheese that had maggots inside the cheese mm-hmm. and they had to eat a whole thing and i was just like no fucking way no fucking way no fucking way
1: no so it was crazy I can do that one. There are other ones where you're just like, eat this, and be like, that is so repulsive, so <laughs> repulsive. Mm-hmm. The maggots one is just like, all right, whatever. People have been doing this for a long time. <sighs> I guess. Man. But what is it that like th- the thousand year old egg or whatever it is? You ever seen oh, that where it looks black? That's right. <laughs> and every person that cracks it instantly is like, uh, uh, like no, I could not. I can tell you what that smells like. Yeah. I can't fucking do it. I've okay. been to the dump before. <laughs> and it somehow smells worse than that because you get used to it and it doesn't make you gag that hard. Right. Uh, uh, yeah, but I, uh, I've never watched it. Good show though.
0: Cool. It is a good show. It's a lot of fun. It's, I like it more than survivor or any of these, a lot of these other shows. I do enjoy amazing race. Um, all right. What's your nine?
1: Uh, my nine is kind of an umbrella because I think most oh. of them fall into this. Okay. Uh, but I think the X-Men in general would be better as a TV show. Wow. Okay. Well, Because there's so many fucking characters...
0: Yeah, true.
1: ...that I think the better ones are when they narrow the cast down, the better movies, Yeah. to just four, five, six that we're really following at all times. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then the rest are only used sparingly. Like Days of Future Past, there's a whole bunch introduced in the very beginning, but yeah. then once we go to the past... It's just a select group of individuals that we're really dealing with. Yeah. But if you watch something like first class, all those new mutants that come in, I could literally give two shits about any of them. Right. Right. And I, when we're not focused on, because you don't have time to develop all these. Yeah. So you had to kind of do it in this weird, like shorthand type of situation where, oh, this is my one thing. Watch me do my one thing mm-hmm. where they have that party element where they're all getting to know one another. Um, But that's where we kind of discover, oh, yeah, this is what this person does and this person does. But I just don't care. Yeah. Uh, Whereas if we're going to do all these superhero shows, well, spread the love around and we could actually go in and invest in all these interesting characters because X-Men just has so many to take advantage of, given the wide, diverse number of individuals that have come in and out of the series over the years that you'd have a lot to pluck from. So I think that would make a better TV show than almost all the movies, because the bulk of the movies are, in my opinion, just terrible.
0: Yeah. yeah, They don't have a good track record. It's true. No. You go X-Men, X-Men 2, um, Days of Future Past, in my opinion. I don't like First Class. And that might be it, because I don't include Logan. Logan is a completely separate thing. Yeah, it's different. Right. I don't include the Wolverine movies, uh-huh. even though only one of them is good, in my opinion. And yeah so it, the track record is not good the last two with Apocalypse and Dark Phoenix was horrific so and new mutants was no good either so it wasn't good in my opinion
1: either yeah and then okay. X3 is last stand is
0: oh
1: horrible. oh yeah that's bad and first x-Men I don't think I would watch again nothing against it it just one like, yeah yeah it looks rudimentary compared to where superhero films went after that good point yeah.
0: You know, I, I saw a video of the um, Ki Hui Kwan, apparently the guy from the, you know, the kid short round and what who has been nominated here. Apparently he was choreographer for the fight sequences in 2000s X-Men. I had no idea. There's video of him like uh, showing Hugh Jackman what he's going to do. And they're all wearing the outfits and stuff. So I was like, wow, I guess he kept working any way he could to stay in the business and, and what have you till it came around to him being nominated for the, the new film, for the everything one of all well at once. So, yeah.
1: All right, um, what's your eight? Uh, my number eight is one that I'm gonna be alone on. <laughs> okay. Uh, which is Demolition, man. Uh, that's a punt. Oh. <laughs> I thought I was gonna get blowback and be like, that's a really good movie. Could it be a good TV show? Sure. But the movie's awesome. Be like, is it
0: it qualifies for me with, so I was curious when you were saying what you were saying earlier, the idea of it's a good one, but it could be better as sure. this. That's and so, what Yeah, uh, yeah I, I was actually, you know, because I, you know, when we prepared this, list, we always look through, I was looking through a bunch of sites that compiled stuff. And I don't know what I read that sparked Demolition Man in my head. And I was like, oh, yes, that could be a great series. There's so much to explore there. That would, it would be like, it would be like one of those uh, syndicated ones where it goes for like seasons, like Babylon 5 and shit think mean, you absolutely make that happen so anyway anyway when we get to it we'll we'll discuss it but yeah all right um oh so then uh we go to my 10 so um uh, my 10 is eternals okay yeah i i don't like the movie i know it just came out the stat that it was the most streamed movie marvel movie in 2022 and that's fine you know whatever people didn't want to pay for it in the theater you watch it at home. no big deal um but i thought they had too. you talk about too many characters they had way too many characters in that movie didn't flesh them out enough um and they focused on the these two characters they didn't have quite the chemistry that you were hoping for so that when all that shit happens at the end it doesn't have anywhere near the weight that it should because you should have spent more time with all of these characters so we can see well how does he get together Uh, and have this relationship with this man how does she function in a world where she's deaf how does he function in a world where he's essentially become colonel kurtz in this compound in south america you know there's all these different eternals that you can explain the angelina jolie situation with uh, i forget the korean actor's name but how what was their relationship like on their um island or house or wherever they were living What, what what happened between them so there was so much that we missed out on as an audience. And even if I know the film was two hours and 40 minutes, but there was still so much we missed out on that. I think if we had put into a TV show, we could have really spent time fleshing out the background on all these characters. And then when all, they all come together for that final battle, it has much more resonance and much more weight to it than it does in the movie.
1: Um, Yeah, I do agree with you. I think it would be better mm-hmm. if, if, we could fill in because there's so many different people in this. The movie itself tried to focus on a few of the, you know, dynamics within the relationships, but like, there's so many people in it. Once they come to introduce Harry Styles and Patton Oswalt in the end, I was like, I don't give a fuck. I literally don't care. It's like one of the first times. Yeah. It's one of the first times that Marvel's had a reveal where I was like, so what? I'm happy Patton's finally in. It yeah. seems right. like a natural marriage. Uh, I am indifferent in this moment. Mm. Um, so uh, yeah, I agree with you very well. Could be a much better television show.
0: I think so. Yeah. Cause then like we've talked about before that thing that's sticking out of the water, you could, yeah. that should have some kind of after effect, like maybe the last show. Cause obviously the penultimate show, if you do a 10 episode series on this, the ninth show is where that thing is created. And they stop it. So the 10th show is dealing with the ramifications of that thing sticking out and what it means for the world's economy, uh, for, you know, the, um, what do you call it? The ocean wavelengths affecting the ocean and all of that. Like what, Sure, what, the ocean
1: currents. Yeah, 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 it would have an currents. effect on yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, I hadn't thought about that. Could
0: affect either. vegetation, could affect agriculture, could affect so many things. So mm-hmm. what's the ramification? What's the flying situation in terms of airspace when a thing like that massive is sticking out of the ground? So there's so much about it that i think they just kind of were like well there it is and they haven't addressed it at all yeah. in any of the stuff since so just a little frustrating
1: yeah i'm i'm much happier if a television show delves into that type of reality as opposed yeah. to if a movie spends time on it like let's there's only so much time yeah who gives a f- i don't care about the air currents and how it's affecting the jet stream yeah. unless that p- plays into the overall you know plot yeah Whereas in a television show, I'd be like, "Yeah, time to kill. Yeah, okay, that's interesting. Let's get into that. What does that mean? It's in international waters, so who owns it? Right? Can can somebody claim it? Like that dude that found a loophole in the UN Charter and claimed ownership of the moon and Mars and all that stuff? Yeah, because it's in international waters, so so long as you're the first person to make a claim on it, then you have you could sell real estate. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that dude claims to be a trillionaire. By the way,
0: it's like all the moon's mine. It's like it.
1: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that'd be funny trying to prove that in court
0: um, Mara so then my number nine is uh, Public Enemies, the Michael Mann film
1: okay, Johnny Depp yes I, I it didn't,
0: I mean I like the film but it didn't quite 100% get there for a lot of people and um, you know and I understand that, I like Michael Mann's kind of slow pace with stuff like this, so it worked for me, but th- a show like this if you were to retain the actors which would really be a pretty penny it would be fantastic to explore more of the christian bale approach and hunting him down to have spend more time with johnny depp and what he had created with uh his character and also there's more stuff with uh, marianne cotillard seeing more of their relationship stephen lang what do we get with stephen what's what's been his process in pursuing these guys and whatever and and we we could spend more time with Johnny's gang as well and see what their interactions are like, what what heists they're pulling off and what have you. And so everything gets to get a little more time mm-hmm. so that when he dies, because it could be a limited series, just one season. When he dies by the end of season of the season, um, you've had so much time to spend with these characters that it has, again, more resonance, more weight uh, when you see what the end result is you know, and what the, and then what the ramifications of that end result is for everybody around, which I kind of enjoy. So, I, you know, to have Michael Mann, who I don't think he's done a TV show since the 1980s, to go with a Miami Vice, obviously, but with, to have Michael Mann come back, oh no, I guess, no, no, that was Ridley, my bad. So I, uh, yeah, to have him come back to TV to do something like this, I think would be really fun and interesting. If you get the right writers, um, and the right uh, directors to be involved in this. I think it'd be a lot of fun.
1: Yeah. I haven't thought about that movie since I saw it. Mm-hmm. It was kind of one of those where going into it, I was excited because I liked the cast. It looked like it was going to be right in my wheelhouse. And yeah. uh, I walked out going, Hey.
0: Eh. <laughs> and that's my point. A yeah. lot of people did. So if you had more time with it, I think it would, it would really work. Yeah, On no right? Dillinger. That's
1: right. Yeah. 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 Sorry. Nothing okay. more disappointing than that. It's like Banshees of Anna Sheeran for me. I walked into that going, I can't wait. And walked out going, eh. Really? Okay. Yep. I was just so excited to see that movie. Uh-huh. And I thought it was, it was fine. Some really interesting performances. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: loved it. I've seen it. I, uh, I know. Most people times. do. Yeah, yeah.
1: I've heard people speak rather eloquently about what they loved about it and be like, Mm. man, I had no connection like that to any of it.
0: Yeah. I wish. I wonder if she's going to pull an upset um, for Best Supporting Actress because it's always a crapshoot, that category. You never know who's going to come out of that category and win. And I know a lot of people think it's going to be Angela Bassett. I think it's going to be Angela Bassett. Yeah, a lot of people think that. But, you know, Stephanie Hsu getting nominated – for everything, everywhere, all at once. Will she sneak in? Will Hong Chow sneak in for the whale? Or will it be Carrie Condon from Banshees of and that people really gravitate to and like? Cause I loved her in that movie. So I was very happy. She got nominated. That,
1: I think she loses it because Colin's going to win best actor.
0: You think so over Brendan Fraser for the whale, huh?
1: Yep. Okay. All
0: right.
1: Uh, so then they're going to be like, well, I voted for him here. And Angela's <laughs> awesome. So let's split yeah. the vote a little bit. I'll vote for her over here. And then, yeah, yeah, I'm more intrigued by best actress. Oh my God, please. So much. Drama. I have, yeah. I, th- I mean, Blanchette seems like the odds on favorite, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but Michelle has all the sentiment and everybody agrees her performance is fantastic. Not just the physical, the, the yeah. acting is that much more impressive. Yeah. Uh, and she's also been around for a very long time. Working her ass off, right? Right. Blanchette already has two,
0: yeah. And it's not a generally likable care person that she's that she's playing. So I wonder if that will affect people because that may be a part of why Brendan Fraser loses the Oscar. Is because people don't necessarily find that portrayal interesting or are willing to watch that movie to put themselves through the stuff that he experiences in the film. You know, so I I wonder if in the end that's going to be the thing that bites it in the ass. I do think Brendan's still going to win, but I would not be surprised if Colin slides in and takes it. I really wouldn't, because there's been some backlash against the whale as well. But yeah, with Best Actress, I mean, there's a lot of... Look, to me, Anna Darmus, I don't know what the fuck she's doing in there. She was terrible and blonde. Not terrible, (laughs) but it just wasn't believable. Um, And of course, the Andrew Reesborough drama and all that shit, so it would have been nice to have Viola or Daniel Deadweiler in there. But that being said, like they weren't going to take it away from Kate or take it away from Michelle. That's the one 2 punch. So. Yeah. I agree. With one that. of those to lean towards Michelle. I think so, too.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I, I can make a case both ways. That one, I don't have nope. the slightest clue.
0: Yeah, no. Right. You're right. It's kind of totally up in the air. Yeah. Um. OK, so then my eight is Tenet. OK. All right. Cause, interesting. Well, because maybe they could explain the fucking movie to me once and for all. Like, I would like to see that like laid out over eight to ten episodes, maybe six to eight episodes, really get me to dive in deep in what they're creating, what they're doing. Like, I, you know, like I just saw slow both episodes, both seasons of Slow Horses. There was, was some complicated switching around stuff that was going on. I think yeah. you could really explore that in six episodes with ten at, or eight episodes and see more of that. Find out more of the Brana character situation, Elizabeth DeBecki situation, John David Washington, see more of Pattinson, all these characters that are involved, and then see if this has been happening through the decades and what were the previous iterations or previous situations when it happened. What does it all mean? And so that by the end, I could finally understand that fucking movie. But I also, but also like enjoy um Christopher Nolan creating something that would be that could last out over six to eight hours and really flesh out this world that they built in this movie. Cause I know there are some people who really love this movie. I've watched it twice. I can't find that thing that yeah. I want to enjoy in it. It's elusive for me.
1: Um, so n- that's interesting. There was a, a story out a few months ago where Nolan might be willing to develop something like that for Tenet.
0: Really? Oh, but there we go.
1: Branna is doing the VO for all the episodes. Oh. And they're doing heavy exposition. Oh, boy. No, this is a joke. By okay, the way. I was, I was expecting say, you to start laughing. <laughs> and say. then I was just going to pile on. Oh, yeah, no. he'll never do it.
0: In this situation, my yeah. accent sounds like this. Oh,
1: dude. See so you, you expect time to go forward. <laughs> I can make it go back.
0: I love him, man. But please stop with the Russian. I love, love Brana. Would fight a war for Brana. But those those Russian accents of his are insanely infuriating. In the Jason Bourne movie, right with Chris Pine? Was that a Jason Bourne? No, no, that was. Tony oh, Pence. I didn't
1: see that one. It was a yeah, Tom Clancy. Yeah. Oh, Jack Ryan Shadow Recruit. Oh, it was
0: terrible. And then in this one, and I almost feel like he was. Trying to be like, no, I can do this. After people criticized his Russian accent in the Jack Ryan movie, I felt like intended. He was like, no, no, I can do this. And yeah, and it's it's
1: not good. Yeah. The only one I can think of as a non-Russian that was good is Vigo Mortensen in Eastern Promises. Oh hell yeah, dude, that's yeah. a great choice. It's a great one. Yeah, all the others that I think of are the Malkoviches and the just the <laughs> over-the-top ridiculous. Um. Have you ever heard Damon talk about that? With oh everything yeah, Rounders. I love his, uh, oh, his stories a, about it. Best fucking story where Malkovich leans over and he's like, "I'm a terrible actor." <laughs> it's like, oh, that's a. F- I love everything about you right now. And no one, what? No one had the guts to stop. No, nah, he does this over the top, and Damon's Nudge. looking around, going, "What the fuck? <laughs> We're going with this?" And Damon's like, and the crew is like, "Oh my god." Oh my God, this guy. And he's like, okay, I guess. I, it, it I fucking love that. Leans in. I'm a terrible actor. <laughs> so love you, John Malkovich. That's awesome.
0: And that's why I credit Sean Connor. He didn't even try. He's like, I'm not doing no fucking
1: Russian actors. No, even when he does Russian, which I literally just watched that two nights ago. Oh, <laughs> you really? I've been on a kick of why I watched the. Last Crusade last night, a few oh. nights ago. Before that, I watched Raiders, I watched Braveheart. i just been on a kick of old action movies. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. Even his when he's speaking in Russian in the first part, there's a heavy sky yeah. on that. It's, <laughs> it's quite noticeable. Yeah, <laughs> that like, oh. sounds
0: Russian by way of Edinburgh. That <laughs> seems a little yeah. odd. Um. Yeah. So, yeah, I I would love to see what they could do with that. And there could probably be some cool effects to kind of um, under under underwrite what the effect is that they're talking about, you know, two Mm -hmm. things happening at the same time, uh, two timelines crossing over that kind of thing. So I think it would be real cool to see. And, you know, the new quantum leap doing really well. So people loving the idea of fucking with time. uh, That's never I don't think that's ever gone away. People do enjoy it if you do it well. So, Sure. Um, all right. What's your six, man?
1: Uh, well, my seven.
0: Oh, seven. Sorry. 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 Seven.
1: Got it. No worries. I would accept more than one answer for this. Okay. But I just chose one. Okay. Which is uh, Jurassic Park Dominion. Oh, wow. Interesting. Look, I'm oh. fine if we get to bugs. But let's fucking build to bugs. Because you also set up in the first five minutes that dinosaurs live among us. Why don't we explore that a little bit? That's really fucking interesting. Mm. Uh, And then eventually they live among us and all this. And then you see this big corporate entity that's kind of cornering the market on all this genetic information and the new biodiversity that we have and what this could mean for humankind yeah. we get new medicines out of it and whatever else like the genetically modified crops and all that stuff we could do good things with it as opposed to just creating a strain and then creating the animal that eats everything but our strain of corn yeah but i'm fine with that being the inevitable outcome so long as we fucking built to it so you see them taking advantage of the dinosaurs and we get used to the dinosaurs living all among us yeah. but they're slowly giving us the underpinnings of this master plan of, well, now that we've learned as much as we can from them, here's where we take it to a devious, you know, side. Yeah. We're, we're putting out in front of the world that we're this great benevolent company, Yeah, but behind closed doors, we're doing all these things. I'm fine with that as a storyline. I just think that if you're going to do it, do it in television. Because then we could flesh it out and still see the fucking dinosaurs, which is what we're here for. Yeah, hundred um, percent. Yeah, and if you wanted to say hey, and then we'll just fold in the one before that, and or just erase them all except for the very first Jurassic Park, and we just pick up the story there and write an entire new one, but do it all in television. I'm perfectly happy with that.
0: Yeah. I mean, we saw that, what, with the most recent Halloween and a couple of things where they just kind of go, you know what, those other installments didn't happen. We're moving forward with claiming that only the first installment happened. So that's what we're playing with. So, you know, I, I think it could absolutely work. And, you know, that book is so, there's so much in the book that didn't get included in the movie. If you want to start after the first movie, you can bring that some of those elements back and some of those storylines back and some of those mm-hmm. experiences back um, to be a part of the TV show, um, and you don't even have to bring back Sam Neill and Laura Dern and or Ian Malcolm. You, it's just a whole new sure. thing that happens, and you bring new characters in, new actors into play. How how that all comes about, you know, and you take your time fleshing that out with the relationships and the stuff because everything moves so fast in those Jurassic World movies. Imagine slowing things down a little bit so you can really kind of dial into that uh situation because i dude there's not one moment i have felt that chris pratt and bryce dallas howard any any semblance of chemistry together as a couple you know zero Z- yeah it just doesn't exist
1: yeah. no and then in the end of the their first one when they they like kiss and her yeah. two nephews are there and they're basically just in awe of chris pratt <laughs> I'm like i don't buy any of this i'm not yeah. buying this for a, a second plus her character is all over the place yeah she, do- she doesn't give a shit about the dinosaurs and then she goes into that field where a bunch of those brontosauruses or whatever patasauruses i can't remember what they are yeah but they're all dead and then suddenly she has a heart form like two scenes ago you didn't give a flying fuck about any of them yeah and Your now assistant. suddenly
0: Your assistant's been killed and you could care less about it. You have like a moment about it and you don't.
1: Why kill her assistant? Usually you do that because like they were, if we had seen her being shitty to the kids, then you'd be like, okay, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. But she's doing nothing other than trying to wrangle these two boys that want nothing of that sort. And she's supplant or taking the job of Bryce Dallas Howard.
0: Because Bryce Dallas Howard doesn't want to do it. Doesn't want to do it. Doesn't like these kids.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But somehow the assistant is the villain. So we need to feed her. To the dinosaurs, yeah, what? Why it was, yeah, ridiculous. It was it all is, ridiculous. It is, it is. There's so much ridiculous in all of those. And the first one is the tolerable one, yeah, yes,
0: <laughs> agreed, agreed. Yeah.
1: But I, I, in that, the Vincent D'Onofrio let's weaponize these raptors. Okay, yeah, we've got something there. That's interesting, you're right. Yeah, I'm intrigued by that because some government or military individual probably would have that thought yeah hey why don't we turn that oh no we can control them that seems like a good idea uh but that's interesting yeah
0: yeah there's always the human arrogance of oh just because they fucked it up doesn't mean i'm gonna fuck it up just because they you know i'm better than them i'll be able to control them they didn't know what they were doing and then it's eating your family in front of you so yeah um all right what's
1: your next one man six uh, my number six hmm. is hercules
0: the rock the rock or, okay go ahead that's all well i say.
1: just think look you can take any hercules <laughs> if you really wanted to that's been the most recent one plus it has ian mcshane
0: there you are. that's your that's that's yep. the man you love Ian
1: McShane. yeah it is it is <laughs> unabashedly uh and i look i walked out of the movie going that, that was all right yeah yeah and i i think i have a better reception than most to it
0: yes yes i would agree with that because a lot of people do not like that movie No,
1: most most that i talked to was like it sucks i'm like it doesn't it doesn't suck (laughs) but i also any kind of sword and sandal we get so few of them that you kind of already had me from the jump so plus you know all the 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 herculean the tasks that he had to perform yeah that that's an entire first season right there boom we just he goes to this task and he's got to take out the cyclops and then he's got to do this yeah. and then he's got to clean the stables and he's got to—I i don't remember all of them because it's been a long time uh but it's like boom we already wrote season one it's done guys let's just walk yeah. away
0: because <laughs> the 12 labors of hercules isn't yeah it's years? the 12
1: labors something like that it's yeah. One is cleaning stables. This was a big one of the big labors. I yeah. that's the one that sticks out. Uh yeah, just because so. it was always seemed ridiculous to me. But I've never cleaned a stable, so I don't know how <laughs> Especially for a mythological creature. Yeah, this to maybe people in the day that read that, they were like, Oh, that's easily the worst one. Oh, oh these no centaur shits are just brutal to clean up. <laughs> whatever it was but yeah that's the only real labor that i remember but still the the half son of a god so then we can pull in all the gods you've got all that stuff yeah it seems like a no-brainer why are we not let's turn this into we don't need to to go the you know the slightly cheese ball xena route it's treated a little more serious than that. Even though those are fun, but they're lighthearted. and <laughs> I'm not saying we need to go super dark. True, true. But we don't also need to have, you know, like 80s one-liner type of punchlines. Yeah. yeah. Um, Although I would like to get Sorbo a job. Oh, so if we yes, can find a spot please. for him somewhere in the cast, th- that would, yeah. Job. Yeah, just... he's due for resurgence
0: yeah no totally totally um he is being denied because he's such a phenomenal actor he's being denied oh the delusion of these people is mind-blowing to me not these i don't mean these people like you know what he represents politically i just mean his some actors are just so deluded about their
1: abilities you know well the scott bio or Bayo. yeah yeah Saying it because of my political beliefs, I was blackballed and be like, I couldn't, I can't remember. It's been 30 years since you were in something that I watched yeah. that has nothing to do with. Yeah. It was that reality show that he did where he was falling in love. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's literally the last thing I could oh, think of. And that was like 2004. It wasn't that produced
0: by the dude who played the brother in yeah, Chris, yeah, in um, in
1: uh, Wonder Years.
0: Wonder Years, yeah, yeah, Jason Hervey or
1: whatever. Yeah, yeah can't, yeah. yeah, couldn't tell you his name, but yeah, it was produced I, by that. I watched that one. I remember that. Yeah, I never watched it, but that's the last thing I remember. So it's like Hollywood didn't blackball you. Your career, yeah. like unfortunately, so many others, fizzled out.
0: But also your limited talents. Your limited talents. Like sorbo Bayo Christy Swanson. They're all limited talents. They, they, when they were young and attractive and interesting, because they were young and attractive and interesting, they got cast and stuff. Christy never delivered some depth, d- deep performance or whatever. Even in the buff- the original Buffy, you know, Sarah Michelle Geller is who they remember from the Buffy situation. It ain't her. And, um, you know, Hercules, that's a fucking straight syndication show, for God's sake. You are gonna find stellar acting on that show. Yeah and um and Bayo, yeah Bayo, i mean Bayo had multiple opportunities after happy days and he just never really did much and people really didn't gravitate to it so you know
1: it, yeah it, i think we all agreed he's a television actor and then once he stopped yeah. being a young man yeah he just didn't transition into more adult roles
0: same thing with dean kane dean kane was a limited actor in that fucking superman show he wasn't some kind of great guy bringing levels and shit he's It's a fucking limited pretty boy. And so you're only going to get so much. It's hilarious to me. Real quick, the Aegean stables is what he had to clean. Um, They had not been cleaned in over 30 years and had a thousand cattle that lived there. So it was an enormous amount of poop and poop residue. And he used two rivers to clean out the place. Hilarious, man. Hilarious.
1: Yeah, that's the only one I remember. I don't that's, remember the others. In the <laughs> chat, Charles Clark said it's 12 labors, originally 10, oh. but Harris said he cheated on two, including the stables. Oh. So they added two more. Fucking Hera, man. man. You can't please mean. her, dude. Nope. Please her.
0: <laughs> How do you cheat at cleaning the
1: stables?
0: <laughs> I guess the river thing that you brought up. I guess so. We're diverting yeah. two rivers. Hey, you should get points for ingenuity. Not You shouldn't be docked. <laughs>
1: Yeah, apparently the gods wanted them, you know, elbow deep and cow dung.
0: <laughs> Take that, Hercules. <sighs> um, all right, that was your six. That was my six. Okay, so my seven is A Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy.
1: Uh, okay, go for it.
0: Yeah, the movie that came out, I knew there was a series in Britain way back when, but an American version of that series, uh, because that movie was so unsatisfying. I think it'd be really fun because that Douglas Adams book, there is so many adventures that go on. And I think nowadays when people are so into the of uh, the nerdy, geeky stuff and the sci-fi stuff, you know, we're about to get Doct- a new Doctor Who uh, very soon, uh, later on this year, and it's going to be on HBO Max. So certainly there's an interest and there's a desire to see British sci-fi stuff on on these shores. Um, I think it'd be fun to see um, an American version updated Of And I mean by American created, not um, American cast, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, updated for this series because it's such an incredible series, a formative book to read for certain generations uh, who were into sci-fi early on in life. Um, So it'd be a lot of it'd be uh, so much fun to see if you had the right budget, you know, what new worlds you could explore, what new things um, you could uh, experience um, in a TV series of this uh, film. So
1: yeah. Um I love the idea. <laughs> okay. I genuinely do. The thing is, I like the movie. And oh you I'm in do? The minority. Really? I really do. Okay. Sam Rockwell is so fucking good in that movie. He
0: is very funny, yes.
1: Um, and I like most deaf in that movie. It and I thought good. Martin Freeman was pretty good. Mm. Um, you know, just playing in every man. Um,
0: um Rickman as the robot. Yeah. Yeah. Now yeah.
1: and uh, what well, Bill Nye is that architect type character, oh, yeah. And speaking of Malkovich, Malkovich is the antagonist.
0: Was it Zoe who was the girl, or who was the girl?
1: Uh, Chanel, yeah,
0: Deschanel, right? Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, but the idea of them exploring the rest of the universe that's what I mean, yeah, yeah, it's kind of never ending possibilities where it could almost be somewhat next generationy where mm. you can have this and then maybe like one ongoing through line through a season. Yeah. We're going to all these different places cause we're trying to hunt down whatever or find yeah. this or, you know, capture this person or whatever the case is. Right. right. So they're just kind of following clues or going down the rabbit hole, so to speak. Uh, and then it's kind of never ending.
0: Yeah. It's kind of cool. I was looking at the director right now. He direct, He's the one that directs the Sing franchise, the animated Sing franchise. That's the same guy who did The Hitchhiker's Guide. That's
1: that's interesting. interesting filmography.
0: Didn't know that. She also did a bunch of Radiohead music videos. Was-
1: <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> odd, but sure. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's my number seven. So then my number six is uh, The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. A Go for it. Dude, I love... This graphic novel from Alan Moore. It is an incredible graphic novel. When they announce, I mean, the idea of these legendary Victorian era characters from different stories coming together to form a team of superheroes that solve and crimes and fight off people who want to take over the world or evil villains who want to take over the is a great idea. Um, and then the movie happened, and whoa, the movies just sadly not a good film. Uh, And they added Tom Sawyer for no fucking reason, trying to make an American connection for fans in in the States. And I think they fucked it up. So let's go back to the beginning and make a TV show out of this thing. Recast it all. Don't add any new fucking characters and explore what they did in that first uh, compilation, uh, the first graphic novel. It is incredible. The second one's okay, but the first one is fantastic. So I would love to see the TV show kind of explore that more. And if you flesh out anything, flesh out stuff um, that is connected to these uh, classic stories. So you can see more of that involved in it. I think Penny Dreadful, you know, had some shades of that. Uh, If you look at the Mina Harker character or whatever, there's shades of that in Penny Dreadful. So so there's somewhat of an audience for it. I think it would be fascinating to see League of Extraordinary Gentlemen type show that would, uh, you know, kind of dive into these literary classics and flesh out these worlds a bit more and show you, how they come together and then how they work together in the fights, um, I think would be a lot of fun to to see.
1: Um, yeah, I didn't read the graphic novel, so no. I have no connection there. Okay. I think the idea itself has all the promise in the world, but I know if they announce that tomorrow. My initial reaction would be like, I'm waiting for everybody else to watch it. Yeah, probably to yeah, tell should, me it's because I fucking hate that movie.
0: Yeah, I'm sure you're not alone in feeling that way if they did announce yeah. it. Yeah, you know, yeah. and it's
1: got moments where I'm like, This the Dr. Jekyll, and Mr. Hyde, oh, that fantastic.
0: Was cool. That was a cool transformation.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. The the uh uh Captain Nemo, a great actor playing Captain Nemo. Love the sub design and all this, you know. The uh audience. I didn't mind Sean Connery's Quartermain.
0: Yeah. It's good for the sh- it was good for what they were trying to do. Yeah.
1: Dorian Gray, don't give a flying fuck about oh, yes. a character
0: that Stuart Townsend is so boring. As yeah, an actor. It's a shame. But even
1: that character. Yeah, fair enough. You know, if we're gonna take Oscar Wilde characters, let's pick a different one, shall we? <laughs> uh, yeah, Tom Sawyer of all the American oh, characters. Dude, does Tom Sawyer ever have a gun? No. But in this, he is yeah. Double pistoled, like could shoot yeah. the wings off of a fly from a hundred yards. And I'm like, I don't remember that. About they turned him into a cowboy, Matt. Was yes. like, no, this isn't is right. No, yeah. yeah. It's a guy that shamelessly dropped the N-word. That's what I know about big old Tom. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Unironically. Yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for his time, probably not racist for his time.
0: <laughs> for his time, right. But the Mina Harker character, although I thought, um, oh, I forgot the actress's name It played LaFemme Nikita on that series. I thought she did a nice job.
1: Oh, the it, vampire it, character, yeah. yeah, I thought
0: she was pretty good. Yeah, but I mean, if you get a you know, a, you know, a really good actress, Peta uh, Wilson—that was her name. Now, no offense to Peta, but if you get a really good actress to bring that character to life with the shades and the and the um, connections to Dracula and whatever, it, it could have been a really fun character to
1: play. Yeah. You know? And they set it up, and it's like they've got a moriarty type character that yeah. they're going up against and i i like that that's yeah. interesting yeah, yeah. but and yeah that's I've... all through the
0: the first graphic novel which is really well done um so yeah, yeah that's why the movie was such a colossal disappointment for me that movie was I saw
1: it. awful yeah just awful
0: yeah um all right so those are my seven and six should we take a break
1: uh sure we'll take a break hear this word from our sponsor and be back right after this all right, there we are. Now we're jumping into our top fives. Mm. So at number five, um, I have uh, Blow from Johnny Depp. Ooh, that's a great choice. That's a good movie. It is, but think of it as like Narcos. Mm-hmm. How the American cocaine connection, so we've seen it from the back end of the growers and the distribution network Yeah, to get it here. But the person that then brought it in and spread it to the country where it went from some people did it to it swept major metropolitan areas. Yeah. And I, all I thought of was like, listen, Narcos and there's Narcos Mexico. I've watched both series twice. Yeah. I love them. <laughs> I do. Okay. Um, You're I just find it, it fascinating how you can build up these Massive criminal networks, and everybody knows precisely what you're doing, and yet you amass so much power and wealth that they just turn a blind eye to it. Mm. Whereas, on the flip side, Depp still has to live in the shadows. Right, 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 right. His character can't flaunt his wealth, and how he, you know, kind of stumbled into it was just getting into weed and then going down to Mexico and then with a little prop plane flying up pounds of weed at a time. Yeah. And it just grows from there. He gets a connection, and then that connection and leads eventually to Escobar. Yeah. And then Paul Rubens fucking stabs him in the back. (laughs) Never trust Paul Rubens. No, no. Not when he's not doing a voice. You can trust Pee Wee. You can't trust Paul Rubens. Sure. Yeah um but all of the it's it's a true story yeah just like narcos so that was my whole that's my entire pitch of american narcos go yeah
0: that'd be cool i have a friend of mine um georgette who produced a documentary on the real guy um okay yeah and he just recently died i think last year or a year and a half ago Um, but they had done a whole documentary on the guy and chronicled him a little bit more. And so, um, I've followed a lot of the stories that she has told about him. So there is definitely a lot of material to create a TV show out of this dude's life. Um, both when he was doing that and when he wasn't. So that could really kind of play out in some interesting ways. Like you could almost do it as a flashback type thing at the beginning of every season. You know, a new year
1: or oh, sound to like, like tell a story.
0: Yeah, yeah, like you know, kind of like the beginning of Young Guns too, with with uh, Emilio Estevez <laughs> doing that nonsense, and then boom, you go right into a whole. I season. love that.
1: Yeah. Great idea.
0: Yeah, and you don't see him again until the end of the of the show, like the older version of him. So he just intros the season, and then by the end, he's like, "And that's what happened, or whatever." So uh, it could be a lot of fun but yeah I like that idea I didn't even think about blow that's a great choice fuck man uh, I was watching um that scene with uh, out of Scarface speaking of drug runners I was watching that scene with Scarface with him in Sosa in, in Bolivia with uh, Omar there at the table oh dude I like to take my break I can't watch Scarface all the time but when I take enough time away from it and I come back and watch certain scenes I, f- I fucking
1: love that I, yeah I'll give you certain scenes yeah, 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 The yeah. movie as a whole? No. <laughs> I thought about that for this list. That's oh, yeah. a better oh. TV show than than a movie, but I was like I, I'll go with bloke.
0: Yeah, I love that movie so much though. I couldn't I could, as much as I would enjoy a TV series. I couldn't 100% no. get there. Um all right, so then my number 5 is uh is Dune. Okay. I mean, right, that just kind of writes itself. I, I it's such a massive book. To really if HBO Max, which of course is the producers behind Dune, along with Legendary, the two movies here. If they were to dive into the all the stuff in that Frank Herbert book, you could absolutely make 10 episode series out of that, like you've done with Last of Us. You could totally do that with this, uh with just the first book, and then second season could be the second book. And there's been multiple books in the series. So to me, I think it's a missed opportunity. To not have done a TV series and I know that uh, you know the film I liked the film I, I enjoy what Villeneuve did with that film but to have, be able to spend more time in that world and have more time with these villains and more time and find out more of the history of all the different families uh, and crests and see how the division happened and the jealousy happened and see the progression of all of that to where it ends with uh homie's father dying near the end of the first E.P. season, that would mm-hmm. be really fascinating. Cause then you're like, okay, what's going to happen in season two and what have you kind of like game of Thrones with Sean Bean. So I-, I think that would be so much fun to have some time with, and especially if you had the right budget so that you can make the special effects and the designs of everything look really cool. So,
1: yeah. Yeah. I, I know nothing of it other, outside of that movie. I've, oh, really? read okay. books. I've only seen clips of the first movie that they did in the 80s oh oh, yeah i never watched it uh yeah so i'm sure because it's got you know somebody like Villeneuve takes it on yeah and then you see the fan base that's behind it you kind of trust in the fact that it's a it's a strong world to build out Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because I you know i never heard of game of thrones before the tv show yeah
0: me either dude me
1: and but the uh, online fandom that got to like basically come out of the shadows and be like it's awesome (laughs) this is great i've never heard of this show but i saw enough fervent people and be like i don't know maybe maybe maybe
0: it was like the wheel of time i had no idea what the wheel of time was and then all these people came out with that prime video series
1: never heard of it and then i wish i hadn't even watched the pilot So, so i didn't uh i'm not i didn't watch more than one episode that was terrible it was terrible. I felt bad for Roseman Pike. Oh, yeah. Okay. Fair. Well, because all I'm doing is watching her when she's doing her magic powers in that mm-hmm. pilot episode and just thinking that she just had to do that on set because there none of that existed. They had to CGI it. Oh, yeah. Right. So she's just like... <laughs> and God bless actors for being able to put themselves into a situation like that, <sighs> knowing... Yeah. They better clean this up in post because this is ridiculous. <laughs> She's such a good, basically just looked like a CW show with an insane budget in Rosamund Pike. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I love her. I agree with you. Like if you're not using her correctly, it's a crime. It's an yeah. absolute crime.
1: She's such a good actress. That, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, take a job and it looked like it was going to be a good job. New game of Thrones. One's rival. Amazon's putting in an obscene amount of money. Yeah. Go. Like, Just it like seems like a smart move.
0: Yes, like with the Lord of the Rings ones, right? you like, yeah. okay, sure. I'll do that. Yeah. We'll see. All right. So that was yeah. your five. Oh, that was your, what was your, that would your, so what are your uh,
1: That was my five and your five. Okay. So what's your four? Uh, my four, I have a few of these. I I, I kind of double up on the, some of the same themes here. Okay. Okay. Uh, But my four is Soylent Green. Oh the Charles and Heston one, huh? Yes. Yeah.
0: So the green is people. It's people.
1: It's like, all right, we can we can dial that down just, <laughs> just a little bit. Char- I don't know how long the show runs for unless you have the uprising that takes down that corporation. Oh,
0: yeah. Right. Good point.
1: Um, But basically, it's set in our time now. Mm-hmm. It was shot in the 70s and set 50 years in the future, roughly. Yeah. I want to say it was literally like 22 23 24 somewhere in that ballpark yeah yeah. and it's global warming coupled with population explosion coupled with like lack of food and resources and all that stuff so the super rich get to live a normal life in their security gated communities all that yeah and the poor subsist on these fucking wafers yeah that's what they get to eat and culminates in finding out that the wafers are made ultimately of people because they've been uh, harvesting from the ocean. Right. And now there's the ocean has been depleted as well. So they've turned to grinding up people and turning them into the discs. <laughs> and this is their new flavor, by the way, Soylent Green. They're, yeah. I don't remember what the other two colors are or three colors are, but Soylent Green is the new boy on the block, and everybody loves it too. That's That's a fun part of it. It's like their best tasting, their best flavor yet. Uh, but yeah, I just think there's there's quite a bit in there. And really? if we flesh this out, you see how big it is, like the collusion between the corporations and the government and where the line exists or does not. They yeah. kind of work, they have to work in concert with one another. Right. Because uh, there's no way the government doesn't know they're grinding up people. Um. But then, yeah, is that all of season one, and then we just end, and it's just this bleak? I can't imagine any studio or production company signs on for that. So they oh, would probably want.
0: Yeah, you have to connect it up like in some way, like to like, intrigue, intrigue people to come back for a second season. What would mm. be the thing you could what could hook them with? But yeah, we, I would. that's a great choice. That'd be a lot of fun to explore
1: that. Yeah, I thought about Logan's Run too, but I went with Soylent oh. Green. Yeah, I think Logan knows better, though. That's why I chose Soyl and Green. Mm-hmm, I, don't, mm-hmm. I wish Soylent Green was better to me. Right, right. Others may love it. That's fine. I'm not saying it's terrible, but I'm like, that, that could be a better TV show to me.
0: I think that's great, especially because, you know, what we talk about nowadays, the idea of, was it Monsanto? And the idea of, like, injecting uh-huh. these steroids in the chickens to make them get bigger quicker so you can kill them and put them out on the market. So there's so much you could explore here in terms of how we feed people. And then what would happen? Um,
1: with- yeah. How we built up to the collapse and yeah. the effects of the collapse. Right. Right. And how we dealt with it.
0: And how corporations always are going to cut corners to make money.
1: If yeah. They- if there's no regulation, they're yeah. going to do whatever yeah. they can. Exactly. Because they're it. motivating, you know, their motivation rather is, is profit. That's it. Yeah, exactly. And
0: we are expendable numbers to them. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So that's your four. Correct. All right. So my four is World War Z. Um, Go for it. Yeah. Because, you know, the movie was okay. Everyone tells me the book is so much better. So I go, okay. Man, look, we clearly, we're not done with zombies as long as you do them right. And I know technically Last of Us, they're not zombies, but they in essence kind of are. Yeah. So um, I know they're fungal people or whatever you want to say, but. So clearly, if you do it right, there's still an audience for this kind of stuff. People have an attraction and interest in it. If you find the right actors, have the right storylines, right character uh, arcs, and stuff, people are into it. So, with World War Z, absolutely the idea of these crazed running zombies who are able to think and create pyramids uh, or create columns in order to get to things, yeah. the tension of that would constantly be on your mind as opposed to these slow moving walkers you'd have something much more dangerous that you'd have to deal with and on a global scale. So you could really tell an interesting story episode per episode. If you find the right person who can see this on a grander scale um, and bring to life what the book um, did for so many people and the movie kind of fumbled the ball at doing no offense to Brad Pitt, you know,
1: so Um, throw that out there. I actually really like that movie, but do you really <laughs> do? But I understand. Oh. Whenever someone lobs a criticism, yeah. I'm like, I agree with you. You are not wrong. Yeah, I still enjoy the movie. Um, but I think as a TV show, like the David Morse, the CIA guy that's in the prison, that's oh, pulling yeah, out yeah. all his teeth because. But he starts talking about how North Korea noticed their infection rate, I think, was at zero or whatever he claims it is, right. because they systematically pulled the teeth out of every person.
0: Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, and you're like, oh, OK, that's interesting. Yeah, that scene where the people start celebrating inside the walls of Jerusalem and yes. all the noise draws and they just start piling on each other. Oh, that is terrifying. I'm saying- now, once they make it in, you're in a pen. No. you're just you're fishing a barrel at that point right uh yeah then they get on that plane and then fucking the plane goes to shit yeah. uh yeah it's got it's got a bunch of moments like that that i love them so much mm. i can gloss over some of the other bullshit
0: well as i'm saying let's let's flesh out that other bullshit so that it has more weight sure power to it when you're watching it you know because you're right all those scenes are fun scenes and i think that's why i chose it because i'm like there's potential here. I enjoy mm-hmm. some, of, some of those scenes in the movie, but overall, I don't feel that connective tissue. And mostly, be, you know, another element is because Brad Pitt and Meryl don't seem to have that chemistry with each other, in my opinion. A believable husband and wife kind of chemistry. No, not too. at all. So, yeah. So you, let's find the right actors for that. So that's an element of all of this, and you can feel
1: that throughout,
0: you know. So, yeah. Um, all right, what's your three?
1: Uh, three is, uh, the happy time murders, <laughs> the puppet one. Nice. I Go have ahead. said that there's a good movie in there somewhere. Yes, you have. And perhaps instead there's just a good TV show in there somewhere. <laughs> I think the premise is solid. Yes. The juxtaposition of puppets and people and the jokes is ripe for humor. Yes. I, I don't have much of a thought beyond that. I just okay. we did this. I was like, well, I've always said that I think there's a good movie in there somewhere. Yeah. Why don't we just turn it into a TV show? Because there was that, uh, was it Greg the Bunny on Fox? Yeah, yeah. Like 12 years ago, 13 years ago, something like that, maybe even longer. Mm -hmm. Um, What's the one Maloney does? He
0: did one. He did a series we was dealing with recently with a puppet.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Was that a puppet or was that a cartoon unicorn thing? Oh, I thought it was a puppet. Maybe it is a cartoon.
0: Either way, it's not a human being. So it yeah. could work. You know, people have an interest in it. The fuck was the name of that thing? Luck or something
1: like that? What was it? Yeah, that, that sounds right.
0: Yeah. It was, cr- I know um, people talked about it for a little bit, like how off off the beaten path it was. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. Like, I don't see it here. Oh, happy. That's what it was. Happy. happy. Yeah. Yeah. Go. Yeah. Yeah. That went on for a couple seasons. He's such a weird fucking actor, that guy. I love him to death. Yeah, you're right. It's a it's like a donkey unicorn type thing. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Some hybrid eyes, but it's a it looks, yeah, kind of like a puppet. It looks plushy. Yeah. <laughs> but it's so been CGI would in. So weird. <sighs>
0: yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, okay. I'm down. I'm down.
1: Yeah, I don't have much beyond that. I'm just, <laughs> just throwing it out there. It
0: could be a nice procedural, right? And if you're
1: sure. sending it,
0: you could send up the show. Like, you could send up Law & Order or send up these other Yeah, shows. turn it into a
1: spoof show. Yeah,
0: yeah, that would be really fun, like an NCIS episode or these or CSI Miami episodes. You haven't yeah. taken the glasses off every single time, you know, so
1: your may sweeps you do like an la confidential spoof oh
0: that could be good oh my god to see a puppet being beaten like danny devito was in the oh man that would just be hilarious dude on so many levels um all right so then my number three is the punt from earlier with you demolition man
1: so oh wow three yeah
0: yeah because i think it'd be an excellent series because, you know what, fuck Starship Troopers and the sociological, whatever. That film is terrible and I don't give a shit about the underlying themes. For me, Demolition Man works so much better at talking about what would happen in this society and this idea of who would, who would want to control society, how they'd want to control society. Then this rebellion underneath, underground would, of course, pop up naturally to combat this kind of thing you see elements of it in the last of us as well with the fireflies so it's like okay this could be really interesting and if you throw in the element of taco bell that i don't that you've got a sponsor for the whole season for god's sakes um so there's so much uh and if you i don't know who would take the stallone or the sandra bullock roles or the benjamin bratt roles but it could be a lot to really explore if you especially if you just dial down the humor a little bit and dial up the seriousness just a little bit more you could really make some interesting commentaries about society and about um, technology, about the future, about government control of a populace and how a populace rebels. And mm-hmm. are, the, are the rebels as clean as they claim to be in comparison to the people in power? Um, and you could still have those cute little moments about how they have sex or how they use the bathroom with those three shells or whatever. So that yeah, could still work, man. But I like the idea.
1: Yeah, plus you have the never ending someone else gets unthawed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, shit. shit. Uh, <laughs> power spike. And this dude, unthawed. you can only do it so many times. Right. 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 But then hypothetically, like you could have bad guys and good guys yeah. come back. Yeah. 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 So. Point. There's a lot to. I just don't know how long a life it has. Mm. A couple seasons, maybe. yeah, but I think it could be excellent. Well, they did that with
0: this season of the boys, right? Unthawing, yeah, the character. oh God, I can't remember the character's name, but unthawing him and bringing him back in and having his old approach to the world, which was fucking genius. Um, so you could play it up that way, right. Both heroes and villains. and then, you know, the heroes that you mar, you write stories about and you teach in the schools. When you unthaw them and you hear what they're actually like in dealing with in real yeah. life, and it's a complete destruction of the legend or mythology of that person, I think would be a very funny thing to explore. Uh, interesting to explore, funny or not, yeah. Um, all right, so what's your two? Uh,
1: my two is The Cell. Ooh, uh, the general Lopez. Jennifer Lopez, Vincent D'Onofrio, sure. Vince Vaughn. Uh, sure. Can't remember who else is in that um first off recast jennifer lopez <laughs> number one thing yes number one i'm fine with the rest of the cast staying as is um but it's a wildly interesting idea yeah 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 where d'onofrio plays a serial killer who goes pretty much catatonic mm. i can't remember what it is but he has some like pre-existing condition and it finally snapped but it snapped right when the the authorities were showing up because they figured out who he was yeah but they realized that he's got one more victim hidden away somewhere and they need to find him and lopez works at this company that can mind meld with people using neural networks and stuff yeah so she gets into his head and it is this abstract painting come to life that especially for the time kind of pushes the bounds of where yeah. it you could get part. yeah with cgi and stuff uh, like that sliced horse oh yeah man it was really fantastic but then the way d'onofrio kind of views himself mm-hmm. within his own mind uh it's kind is, of king yeah yeah it's spooky as shit yeah but you could easily get a full season out of this and then the going forward now we need you to mind meld with this person or we need to hunt down this just like this could go on for quite a while oh yeah that's a good point yeah 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 because it doesn't have to be catatonic it's just like oh we've captured this person and sedated them we need to figure out where such and such is yeah or whatever the case um you could easily do it and then they you know, in the movie discuss well, what if I bring that person into my mind? Yeah. And well, now we have that for the TV show as well. We can go backwards and forwards and does that bleed into the real world? What is real? What is not? Yeah. Uh. Yeah. I just, I think the movie is lackluster. Yeah. It's
0: not that good of a film.
1: Yeah. I think the TV show could be incredibly interesting.
0: Yeah. I agree with you, man. I think it could be, and especially visually, it could be a great challenge. To be able to create the imagery that we see in the, in the 2000 movie and update the imagery for now with the technology we have now, that could be really interesting, especially with this explosion of AI stuff over the last few months, this AI art stuff, to kind of incorporate that into it would be real interesting. But yes, 100%. Recast Jennifer Lopez. Man, I, I I was reading a Variety article today. And I almost reposted it. I may, I may still retweet it. Some this critic is calling her the queen of rom coms, and I'm like, the fuck are you talking about? Like, she had maybe one or two arguably decent rom coms. It's fucking Sandra Bullock is the queen. Of the- Nobody can touch Sandra Bullock and what she's done.
1: Well, Meg Ryan would have laid claim to that in Absolutely. an earlier generation. Yeah. Julia Roberts had a run for a while.
0: Absolutely. Great point, man. I yeah. forgot about Julia. She had but, a few of those. Yeah.
1: Yeah. They they wrote that article to get a rise out of people. So they'd oh, be like, yeah. well, and then it's straight, you know, you hand the the fucking article around and Yeah. Yeah. It was ridiculous. You're falling into that writer's trap. <laughs> just so you know, if you tweet that out, you're just falling a into bitch. the trap. A bitch. They right. they're getting exactly what they want. <laughs> Click it up. Click it up um all right so that was your two um uh, that was my deuce yeah
0: yeah my deuce is the dark tower okay yeah because i mean that's a series that is so interesting and a western kind of series and certainly nowadays with the stuff with tyler sheridan and outer range these western approaches we well, you know jeff and i just talked about it on the hot mic that uh, ed Brubaker's pulp which is uh, kind of a western um story that's been told in graphic novels that is getting adapted by tom mccarthy the guy who did spotlight so for Mm. a live action interpretation so westerns are in vogue now again not in a massive scale but certainly enough to get attention and so why not do the revisit dark tower because that film was so extremely horrible and flesh out a lot of what stephen king wrote in that series in the hands of a great creator and you know both you and i love deadwood so imagine a deadwood approach to dark tower that would be incredible to watch over a few seasons and there are a bunch of installments from that series that stephen king wrote so you've got you know seasons that you could um, explore with the material as a source for those seasons so yeah i'd love to see it plus it's you know otherworldly and has sci-fi elements to it along with the ground-based kind of western approach
1: um yeah i never read that series <clears> but <throat> everybody that I know a couple Stephen King completists. Yeah. And that is arguably their favorite. It's the most fulfilling. And you look at the size of those books and how much is written for this overall arc. And you're like, if you turn that into a television show, I thought about putting my list, but I was like, I don't know anything about it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I didn't watch the movie (sighs) because... People like yourself and others did the yeoman's work of having to sit through that turd to tell the rest of us, hey, it's a turd. I'm like, great, (laughs) great. I don't have to watch it. I was excited for it.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And then, But it's also hesitant knowing the source material is so massive. Yeah. um, It's going to be really difficult to do unless you intend on doing numerous of these movies. Hmm. Uh, Whereas a television show, yeah, like 10 episodes. I don't know how many seasons you get out of it, but I'd assume a lot. Yeah. So yeah, there's there's quite a bit there to that. I would think so, yeah. Um, okay, what's your one? Uh my one is another sword and sandal. Ooh. Um it which is uh Alexander the Great. Oh, the Colin Farrell one with Oliver Stone. Okay. So give me the Rome treatment. Okay. And Guy, he only lived to thirty three years old and led one of the most incredible lives. Yeah, for those thirty three years, plus the sheer numbers of cultures that he touched upon. Yeah, because he go in early to Egypt and conquered Egypt, and then after that, the Achaemenid Persians, so Iran, and then from Iran through Southern Asia, and then from Southern Asia into India. Yeah, dude, we got stories <laughs> for days. <laughs> for days and then he dies and all his generals fight over the empire yeah and we have all of that stuff too which the ptolemaic uh, empire was what took over egypt and cleopatra was the last of that empire yeah she was a she the egyptian people liked her because she took the time to learn egyptian because the rest of her noble family only spoke greek and they have wow. for hundreds of years, and right. they were just like, "Listen, that's peasant tongue, and we speak Greek." <laughs> that's what the aristocracy speaks here. How dare you! Uh, this is uh, How dare you? Well, it's a, it's just the reality. But I'm just like, that's <laughs> a one story of all these stories. Uh, I love it. <laughs> I just, I think, look, if Rome could get two seasons of Caesar, I don't think Alex the Alexander the Great is as known. As yeah. Julius Caesar. Right. But I think it's roughly close. Yeah. Yeah. I think Caesar is still more famous. But.
0: Oh, you could do it. I, I remember back in the 1980s, um, <clears throat> there was a great miniseries, a six episode miniseries called Peter the Great on Peter the Great. And I was like transfixed by that series. So, and Alexander the Great would be even more interesting to explore considering the history of, as you said, of the lineage of Alexander the Great, that could be so much fun.
1: Yeah. Because
0: he died young, right? Didn't he die young? Died at 33. Yeah. Fucking hell, man.
1: Yeah. Like, if you love 300, Mm. that was was after Alexander the Great had unified all of Greece. So he had kicked the Spartans' ass already. And then Xerxes, who comes in and crushes the Spartans, Alexander had crushed... The Persians, which is what, you know, Xerxes was. Yeah. It's like, he did all that. It's funny. Was he handed an empire at the age of 16-ish? Sure. Yeah. But in 17 years, he conquered the known world. Pretty impressive. Yeah. 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 Had there not been a a Genghis Khan show on Netflix that's more about, well, it's Marco Polo. Oh, yeah, the Marco Polo show, yeah. I would have tried to find a way to do the, hey, you know that terrible John Wayne Genghis Khan? (laughs) Why don't we do a TV show about that dude? Because that dude's life is absolutely fascinating. They <laughs> kind of did it. Without doing John Wayne. Yeah, without doing Yellowface. Yeah, please.
0: Ooh, yeah, agreed. Um, Okay, so then my number one is um, V for Vendetta. Okay. Because, yeah, it's based on, obviously, the graphic novel. And so I thought the movie was okay, but it didn't quite 100% get there for me. You know? And so... I love the. I know it's another Alan Moore one, but I I love this graphic novel, or the series rather, that became the compilation there. And again, the commentary about society, the commentary about um, exploring where we fit in society and our Mm -hmm. uh, roles in society, and how we are complacent and at times um, uh, uh, complicit in what, how society is constructed and how it runs, and the apathy. And how we're just going with our daily lives because it's too much thought to try and stop the wheel, and people don't want or have the time to try and break the wheel, so they kind of try to subsist as much as possible in the society in the societies it's been constructed. Um, But there are people who want to rebel against it. So how do we explore that and the idea of a traitor versus terrorist and all of that kind of stuff? And of course, him uh, teaching the young. woman there to become the new rebel the new version of the rebellion to keep it going so that whole first season could be the uh 12 episodes or 12 issue series and then boom natalie the character that natalie Porton plays in the movie takes over for the subsequent series and what's what does that all entail you know and how how long does the battle rage how long is she able to go overturning the society and you know, what are the things that she confronts? What are the betrayals? So there's a lot of espionage, a lot of intrigue, I think that could be explored in a show like that. Um, uh, if you find the right actors and you get the right showrunner, I think it could be a lot of fun. So that's my number one choice.
1: Um, you know, we're all entitled to our opinion. <laughs> I just, I like that movie a lot. Yeah. yeah. Do I think the yeah. show could be equally as good? Yeah, I do. So I, I can't really fault you because I understand the the point which you're making. Yeah. And you could flesh out certain elements of it. And uh, I'm all for Yeah, kind of existing in that world a little bit more. I don't know. Was there just the one graphic novel?
0: Yeah, there was just the one. So, whoa, like a so how, I mean, what more can you create here as you're putting that together? I don't know. What, like, what more can you explore about that world uh, that you could... um, Because, I mean, like, they did that with uh, Watchmen, right? I mean, they took essentially what Alan Moore had done with his graphic novel back in the 1980s with no involvement from Alan Moore, by the way, and completely created a whole new story that was very much in the vein of what he had done with Watchmen, but not not one word was written by Alan Moore. So I think if you could find... Writers and maybe even look at those Watchmen writers and see, can you also flesh out more of the story here with the V for Vendetta side of things? Because I'm sure that was that could be happening in multiple countries. So how does um her in in how does her struggle and ultimate success influence other people in other countries and what is their exploration of rebellion look like and what and what have you. So sure. there's a lot of places you can go with it for sure um but i respect yeah. the
1: movie. yeah it would make for an interesting show there we go um all
0: right do we want to put these little things together or do we want to just kind of let them sit since we only had one thing in common
1: sure let's just let them sit okay sounds that's good that's fine that sounds that sounds fair all right so we got hasso's list
0: yes let's take a look at hasso's list what does he got
1: uh he said matt and john it's never over I kid, I kid. It's been an amazing ride with you guys. Thanks for putting up with my Tom tomfool- foolery over the years. Just so you know, if, or when you guys decide to do something else, I always stand fast as your head of security. <laughs> um, all right. With that done, here's my list. This time my order is from uh, quote. It could be cool to quote. How has this not happened yet? It was, an, it was interesting to go through films and think of what would have been fun as a show or a kind of a cheat. What should be rebootish, rebooted-ish mm-hmm. as a show. Interesting. Uh, I did try to stay away from the obvious comic book movies, uh, though I did sneak one in there. At any rate, here is my list. Uh, at 10, he's got Wild Wild West.
0: Ooh, well, it's already now was it's a TV, TV show. show. Yeah, it already was a TV show. Uh, That's what yeah, created so the movie.
1: Negated. I'm not even going to read what you wrote about it. Uh, nine, he's got Cowboys and Aliens oh yeah thought about
0: the, that. the favreau one yeah i could yeah. see that being a tv show
1: sure uh i said he didn't mind this movie but i think there's a gold mine of opportunity to really flesh out the characters and the world so i don't know if things make more sense hmm. yeah. uh eight he's got eternals
0: yeah okay cool yeah
1: um says maybe several episodes they could make these characters interesting maybe hmm. uh seven this means war wow Oof. The Hardy and Pines, two special agents, is what made this movie fun. Just give me a show about them as special ops buddies, uh, buddy agents, and I'm in. Okay. Six is Cool World. Wow. There's a movie I haven't thought about in a long time. So would it just be cases every episode, and then I guess? an
0: overall story that you're trying to solve? Um,
1: I can see that. Okay. So his is maybe it's a series exploring why things happen the way they do. Mm. Okay. Maybe. Okay.
0: I might be uh, down with-
1: it. It's it's ripe for it. Um, yeah. Five is Sucker Punch.
0: Oh, yeah. That could be a much better show for sure than it was a movie, which is one of the rare Zach ones that I don't like. Yeah, I can see that.
1: You don't like his stylized rape fantasy? <laughs> yeah, that film had a lot of issues, man. Uh, I forget four, what he's going
0: for, but it had a lot of issues.
1: Uh, four is The Wraith.
0: I don't know what that is.
1: Me either. He says, this crazy weird, weird film from the 80s just makes me think of uh, making a series akin to the outlandishness of the Fast and the Furious franchise, but with the vengeance seeking spirit in a car. So I guess it's a car that's hunting down people. Charlie Sheen is the lead in this one. Never fucking heard of this. Never heard
0: of it. Charlotte And I was around in the 80s when this came out. Nick Cassavetes, Randy Quaid, Sherilyn Fenn, and Charlie Sheen solid cast yeah interesting
1: okay uh three he's got the specialist he said i know i should not like the stallone film but i do especially james wood's performance as the villain do the weird multiple timelines like this is us and we could see stories from the past when the hero and villain were friends Mm. Okay. okay uh two is escape from new york oh shit but that's such a good movie um it is but he's it's six or eight episodes of snake yeah. with the jail island of new york why not yeah I that's actually a, yeah i like that that's a good one mm. and number one is the adventures of buckaroo bonsai oh old school yeah, yeah. Says, look i hate this movie it's lame and outdated as hell but the concept <laughs> is sound and i think could be amazing
0: how dare you? It is not fucking outdated. Um, uh, uh, great cast. Yeah, uh Peter Weller, Jeff Goldblum, a number of other fantastic actors in that. That's a that's a that's a fucking classic. That's a, it's um a great choice cuz there is so much to explore with that sci-fi wise. Yeah,
1: I like it. Uh, And he has a closing. He says, thanks for taking the time to read my list. I owe you guys so much for getting me through some tough times. Roca, thanks for being an outstanding example of Latino male in the community that never fell back on stereotypical, quote unquote, Mexican machismo. (laughs) And Matt, thank you so much for your openness and honesty about overcoming your drinking issues. Both of you have helped me be a better person by your example. I'll miss the top 10 show but wish you all the best on your future endeavors. Sincerely, sincerely rather, signed Matthew Hasso. Thank you,
0: Hassell. Very kind of him.
1: Very kind. Yeah. Um okay. all right, we have one last thing which we'll is shout outs real quick.
0: And the show is so long right now. All I
1: right. The show is so long. Uh, so we're going to jump in as our way of saying thanks for the people that donated $5 above yeah at the end of the month and uh, next month will be the very last one. So our penultimate one, start us off, John, would you? Uh Jeffrey Hill. Devin Lott. Matt Scanlon, Rice Hossie, Stev Moreno, I think, Dan Howland.
0: Oliver Medrell Mike Boder. Scotty Collins,
1: Steve Smith.
0: Um, I'm gonna. It says Shad Pants, but I'm gonna say RKS.
1: Sure, uh, Peleko, Deepak Mawar, Andrew Robinson, Michael Bauer, Colton Thompson, Callie Sperry, I think. Lachlan Skinner, Charles Kim joseph curran here we go fred castillo charles j clark uh jeff dickon connor teal
0: michael d dyke tim reimert eric bruin matt simmons james petty nick francis christopher brockman blake gantt cameron chapman alex russell stacy flores Kristen kurtz gareth weldon
1: timothy r williams nick baldwin cheney taylor ahmad ali Darren Bush. Sean Monk. Drake Fromsdorf. Josh Lawrence. Adelardo Fuente. Reagan Lovig. Rodrigo Valverde III. Andre Constantinescu. Steve Schluckabeyer.
0: Houston Bodily. Maurice Robinson. Uh, Marlon A.Z. Badfish. Ravi Prasad. Josh Mabry. Josh Sachs. George Menchaca. Dale Varley. Ashley Prowles. Sam Fernando. Kevin Fuss. Brian Aikens, Garth Wizenant, Mike Barrington, Noel Kelleher, Jim Bain, Andy Ortiz, Kristen Smith, Hello, Kristen. Marcel Behrman,
1: James Trapani,
0: Drew Enns, Dan Nye, Matthew Hasso, Andrew Marker, Chris Jones, Luke Larson, Chris Cabrera, Robert Haley, and Anthony Castellnova.
1: And uh, finally, to those that I didn't say who joined us in the chat, there was also Jeffrey Hill, Alex Russell, Dale Varley Jr., Michael D. Dyke, and Cam Chapman. Thank you, guys. So thank you to everybody that showed up. It was great to see you all in the chat. And that is, I think, it for this week's very long episode.
0: It is, yeah. Where can they find you, man?
1: uh they can find me anywhere at matt nost and uh if you're so inclined you want to listen to another show check out settle the score you can find that anywhere you get podcasts or you can go watch it over at youtube.com forward slash matt nost
0: yeah you had lawn Taken on oyama on the most recent episode am i correct on that
1: <clears throat> uh yes sir yeah, uh nice. happened uh dropped uh yesterday as we're recording this yeah yeah
0: check it out ladies gentlemen of course hopefully some of you enjoyed Jeff and I going back and forth for sure. Um, yeah, you can follow me at The Says on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. The Outlawed Nation on Twitch and uh, my YouTube channel at YouTube.com slash Says, And my other podcast The Cinephiles, uh, The Hot Mike, and The Geek Buddies. All right, y'all take care of yourselves. Be well. Uh, oh, yeah. And we'll talk to you next time with another brand new episode of the Top 10 as we wrap up the show here going into February. Take care until then.
1: Bye-bye. Forgot that I'm the one doing it today.